Damn, Remy. You see this shit? Taking the kids to Orlando. Four days, two hotels, two theme parks, and four timeshare presentations to fill mm. the bill. Mm. Jesus. All right. You got to go through the presentations, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got to stick through all them joints. I only did one. I've only done one in my life. And For I, real? I said I would never do it again, bro. That shit was terrible. It's mad pressure, yeah? Yeah. And they keep, they always be like, no pressure. We don't want you to feel pressured to buy. But then after you sit through the whole goddamn thing, and then they take you to the other room, the other, other room. Right. Where they sit you down for another 45 minutes to sell you. It's like, yo, I'm just here to get my, like, two-day cruise, bro. I'm I'm good. They ain't trying to hear that shit. No. Trying to move some units. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) Moving them housing units. Moving them blocks. That's what they're doing, dog. Like Tetris. (laughs) Live from the Mayweather after fight. The post party, it was all fixed. Mm. We knew it. We were we were all in on it. Mm. It was all it was all our idea anyway. It's your boys from Defcon Jive, right? Uh, you may know me by the name of Cannon. Some people know me by my real name. What's that? Not my rap. Not my rap names. Mm. But I'm I'm here to promote the pro, the pro black order. If you know comics, you know Thanos has his black order. I'm here for the pro-black order. Mm. You know who that is? That's your boy, Cannon, a.k.a. the Proxima Midnight Marauder. Mm. B.K.A. the Corvus Glaver Flav. Okay, I see what's happening. Yeah, C.K.A. Crunchy Black Dwarf. Okay. Because we stay high all the time. Mm. Last but not least, the Ebony Mob Deep. Mm. That's that's the pro black order right there. Respect. Well, this is your man back at it. Man, boom, dynamite, aka Don Fun Dunk, because I'm smooth and that cake stay covered. Even in uh, floods, B- just don't come uncovered. Even in the flood, don't come uncovered, man. BKA D Snyder, you know what I'm saying? Because mm. I might just twist your sister, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Um, BKA Little John Snow. Okay. Your, your girl Daenerys was like, bend the knee. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I was like, what? <laughs> she was like, bend the knee. I was like, what? <laughs> she said, bend the knee. I was like, what? Uh-huh. Then I got in that room and I gave her straight shots, 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 shots. From Winterfell to the wall. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That's little John Snow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, till, till your aunt drips down your balls. Yeah, I know. Oh, man. Yeah, I said incest. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, that, that was two. I don't know if you caught it. The first one was one. That was two. Here go three. You know what I'm yep, saying? Yep, yep, yep. Here goes three. It's it's your man, CKA, Kid Capri Styles, P. Diddy. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that's a quadruple jump. That's a four. Oh, um, yeah. I missed a three. Maybe it's the third one. 
Uh, mm. DKA Tia Sweet, Sweet Baby Ray Charles <laughs> Dutton. You know what I'm saying? Shouts out the Yuck Mouth. You know what I'm saying? Uh, EKA Pharrell Will I Am. Not your Negro, please. With no mustache oh. having like whisk- whiskers like a rat compared to beans you whack. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to run that back, man. We, we went from James Baldwin to Jay-Z? That's, I mean, it's, man. Pharrell Will I Am Not Yo Negro, please. <laughs> Um, where we at? FKA, uh-huh. lastly, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It's your man, Uncle Tom Hank Hill, Harper Lee, Harvey Birdman, Handrub? <laughs> Bro, you jumped out of the world with that one. I mean, like I said last week, man, I'm trying to, I was trying to work on these, these hops, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to do Euro steps here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's not a travel. That's not a travel. It's not a travel. You know what I'm saying? It's not a travel. It just looks awkward. You know what I'm saying? It sounded real awkward. <laughs> it looks crazy. <laughs> Props to you, Boom Dynamite. Appreciate it. Dedicated to the Cadillac. Cadillac. You know what I'm saying? I'm riding dirty. You know what I'm riding saying? Dirty. Coming down on this slab, boy. I'm riding dirty. Real up. Riding up. Uh, while, we're, while we're here, we want to give a shout out to all the people in Houston. Mm. We're recording this on Monday night, and y'all y'all been getting pounded with rain. Nothing but nonstop water flowing. Um, also, shouts out to Corpus Christi, mm. where, the hur- yeah, where the hurricane landed, first off, as a Category 4. Um, strongest storm in a long time to hit Texas and strongest storm in a long time period. Um, we want to give a shout out to them. If you can help, you know, donate to the Red Cross, find some, find some folks down there who got boats who are trying to rescue people, send your clothes, send your water, send your money, uh, do what you can to help out. We know a whole bunch of people in the Houston area around Houston, from Houston. Mm-hmm. They've been, luckily, most of the people that I know from Howard, from Houston, they, um, they're um they all posting on Facebook about how they're okay. Yeah, that's another thing. Please, you know what I'm saying, mark yourself as safe. You know what I'm saying? If right. you're down there listening, you know what I mean? Shout out to Rap-A-Lot Mafia. You know what I'm saying? Right. Jay Prince and all that, but uh, mark yourself as safe. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shouts out to Devin the Dude. Mm. You know, Shouts out to Paul Wall. Mm, Michael 5,000 Whites. Watts. Mm. Chopped up, screwed. Right. Uh, you know, of course, the UGK. Mm. Uh, shouts out to Carl Thomas. Oh, CT. Who is... Man. Who had to, I mean, I'm laughing, but it's like Carl Thomas had to evacuate, man. That's crazy. You know what's crazy is that he, was, he had all of his dogs... He was in the middle of this, like, you know, see catastrophe on a rowboat, rowing away, and he didn't even get emotional. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he wasn't even emotional, bro. You know what I mean? Man, and hopefully the reason that he was in Houston, you know, hopefully he didn't wish that he never met her at all to move down. Mm. Mm. Right. It's a catch-22. <laughs> but that's, it's so crazy that, you know, 
for for years and there was actually a uh article written earlier this summer that said um Houston needs to prepare for unprecedented flooding. Mm. And that was written in a, like June and look at this 2 months later we get a a category 4 a hurricane that was only supposed to be a category 3 which is wild to say only a 3 but I'm gonna tell you what it is, man. It's, it's, it's all CT, man. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. when he was emotional, what was that? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> them tears. No, that was that. Them. That was that quiet storm. You know what I'm saying? Oh man. You know what I'm saying? Shouts out to the little duns. Shout out to the shout out to, man. I'm praying for the little duns. You know what I'm saying? Because it's supposed to get like five feet of rain. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. If Carl Thomas ain't never jacked that, you know what I'm saying, beat. Mm. Hmm. How about that? But anyway, <laughs> whenever you whenever whenever you hear this, hopefully you're safe. That they said that the rain is supposed to continue until Thursday. And I aim to get this episode out on Thursday. So if you're still dealing with flooding, if you're still dealing with rains, please mark yourself safe. Let us know. Let us know how we can help you and, uh, you know, get up on your roof if you're flooded. Um, I know a lot of people say, why didn't they just evacuate? And I've seen a whole bunch of black folk on my feeds telling you exactly why people did not evacuate, whether it's financial, uh, no means of transportation, whether it's health. Like I saw a video of a CNN reporter helping to rescue an elderly couple who were white because the daughter could not move the um the father because he couldn't really get around that well and the mother had Alzheimer's. So mm. moving her was not an option. Mm. So like hey. don't come don't come down on people for not evacuating. Some of them literally just can't. And and you also uh, don't what you don't what you're not getting is the fact that um, we're only getting, you know, reports of this joint because it's because it's a bad and big, you know, um, flood and, and 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 catastrophe. Right. You know, people that live in these coastal areas get you know thousands of these. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, I have family that you know they're in coastal regions, and it's just like, you know, we we evacuated like three or four times, and nothing happened. You know what I'm saying? You know, mm-hmm. the weather is such an indirect science, you know what I mean? Yeah. That we can't accurately, you know, forecast what it is that's exactly going to happen. And so, um, literally in the cases of just boarding up your windows and, you know, stay away from, you know, openings and nothing happened and your place is all right. You feel like you wasted money buying these things or, you know, batting down the hatches. hatches. Mm-hmm. But like you said, it just takes one for it to be like, man, you should have left. But like, you know what I mean? I left on 15 other ones and nothing happened. Right. And I just spent money <laughs> right. in a hotel and, you know what I mean? Get gassed and, and sit in traffic to get out of the city and nothing happened. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, don't never condemn the folks for moving or not moving when you, and you know, and, and then that's the other thing. Like, people are always like, well, if it was me. And then when the shit happened to you, you don't move. Like, what happened when um, what's the one that hit New York a couple oh, years ago? Sandy, Sandy, like the the upper upper the up top East Coast people are like, well, if that was me, I would have left. But when Sandy was rolling through, 
you was, you know, making Facebook posts about how it's, how it's crazy that you're in a hurricane and this and that. Like, your dumb ass should have left. Too busy Millie rocking. Right. So, yeah. Shouts out to all the people in Houston, man. We we hope that that place rebuilds. It's it's almost, and some people have already invoked the names. It's almost Katrina-like, man. Mm. It's kind of wild. So, get yourself safe. And hopefully we entertain you a little bit while we talk about y'all dumbass president. Man, 45. Your man, T-R-U-M-P, went ahead and pardoned uh, Sheriff Joe from Arizona. And let me tell you what Sheriff Joe did. Yeah, let's start because I don't think most people know. What most people don't know is that he... He's described as quote unquote tough on immigration, but what he really did was violated uh, personal rights. He violated the Fourth Amendment of the Constitution, by the way, with illegal search and seizures. Um, he's responsible for deaths. He's responsible for tortures. He's left. Uh, he's left um, Mexican people of Mexican descent out in 120 something degree weather uh he starved people he separated families um he's imprisoned american citizens on nothing more than a hunch it's mccarthyism man and uh he was convicted of criminal contempt because he was told to stop and he didn't and so he was going to go to jail. Boom, dynamite. Do you know how long he could have went to jail for? How long was the case? You know, how long could he get got in jail for? My man, Sheriff Joe, mm-hmm. could have went to jail for ninety days. The ninety. And Trump pardoned him, saved him from being sentenced to ninety days, bro. Come on, man. How petty do you have to be? How much do you have to hate the American justice system, the courts, to pardon a man who's only going to jail for ninety days? Yo, let me let me let me ask you this, and I, I, we we talked about this before. Like you know, what I'm saying, what percentage of his base do you think is clamoring for this? Mm. And and then second follow question would be. What percentage of the total electorate would that have been? Because you know it's not just mm. crazy racist bigots that voted for him. Right. So, what percentage of Trump's people that voted for Trump do you think are like, yes, you know, it's time for us, Sheriff Joe's on deck? And then, what percentage of people do you think that is nationwide? Mm. Okay. So, if we go off of exit poll data, which is mostly what we've been going off since November. Where, wherein, uh, 63% of white men voted for Trump and 52% of white women voted for Trump. I would say out of that, I would say a smooth half of them are probably like, yeah, Sheriff Joe is the man. Mm. I think it's actually a high percentage because uh, when you and, and people never read the comments. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I'm talking about. Never read the comments unless it's like some website that is niche enough for you 
that you'll get actual intellectual conversation. But if you read the Facebook comments on, you know, your local news, you'll see a large percentage of those people like agree with this nationally. It doesn't play out like that, but locally, Oh man, out of a hundred comments, you'll find like 70 of them are in support of this talking about how, you know, the social justice warriors are mad and the lib, the liberals are mad and this and that. So I, I think it's a high percentage of them, bro. Wow. What you think? I mean, I, I don't know. And like I said, I, I'm, I think that I'm hopeful. You know what I'm saying? I'm optimistic in, um, believing that it's not that high. You know what I'm saying? Like I was thinking that mm. because of the fact that, um, you had Hillary running and her terrible candidacy, as well as the fact that she's a woman and people wouldn't vote for her just because she's a woman. Um, and the people that are lifelong Republicans, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. all fall into that batch. I thought like the bad shit crazy, just straight bigot only would make up like 12, 15% of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, which leads me to the point, like, you know what I mean? And this, I mean, you, you'd be able to answer this because you think it's higher than I do. Yeah. Um, like, how is this a political move that's going to favor him? You know what I'm saying? Cause like my, my point is that I felt like the number of people that are, are supporting him for this reason are so small and not like, you know, five, 10, nine, two, three, four percent. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, you know what I'm saying, in that 15, maybe 18% range, um, does he have to make moves to uh, appease them or should he try to make moves like, you know, the healthcare bill or the tax bill that will appease more people and ultimately mm. get them to vote for him next election? Mm. You're saying, why do something? So why preach, <laughs> why, preach to, why preach to your choir when you already have them in your hand? Or like, why why would you do something for such a small set? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you could do something like like that's clearly done to 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 you know galvanize his constituency. Like, you know what I mean? That, like, like you said, it's super petty. Yeah. So, why would you do something like that on a small scale? Like, you know, just just to satisfy a small section when you could try to do something on a greater scale that would get more people. Like, oh yeah, that's why we voted for Trump. Okay, right, right. I think I think the answer is a very simple he needed a win and the things that he can control he will and he'll manipulate those situations to say look I did something I won they can't take this away from me and he he holds that ultimate power for the pardon so if he pardons he can say I won Look at my power. I'm the one for you. I get things done. I think it's just, you know, it's, I'm going to use, I'm going to use a real crass analogy and say, you know, there are dudes out there who will have sex with a woman just to say I had sex with that woman. Right. Like, it's, it's just like, like a man will have a sexual conquest. Trump is doing the same thing of like, I, I did this. Now this goes on my list of achievements. I don't think it's anything other than that. But I think I think my my I think my delineation is in the fact that like 
you would agree that it's there are two different scenarios wherein some people believe that um, there is no misuse of power or or or, or uh, what's the word? There's no wrongdoing by police towards African Americans, right? And there are also another set of people that think that maybe some African Americans deserve the things that are getting done to them by the police. Sure. I'm thinking that the former, you know what I'm saying, is better than the latter. Mm. And that if it's just ignorance, I can show you something, I can, you know what I mean, express it to you and then we can have a change. I don't think that like, you know what I mean, during the civil rights time, I don't think Northern whites knew the extent of the life of blacks in the South. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, like when they're bombing churches and like I said, sicking dogs on children and, and beating up teenagers at lunch counters that are sitting down. And you're like, oh man, like, you know what I mean? That, right. That's, that's what's happening. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, that's when things change. But if you're will, if you willingly know that something's happening and you're complicit and you're okay with it, that's a whole different evil. Right. So I think, I feel like, you know what I mean? Some of Trump's followers are the former, like, you know what I mean? I'm not really with the racist shit, but you know what I mean? I don't like this, that, and the third. And there's a smaller section that were like, no, no, we, we, we with the shits, bro. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's what, that's what we're here for. Like we just had a black president. Now we need to get, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we with the shits. So it's like <laughs> the, the firing or the, the, not the firing, the, um, the pardoning, the pardoning of, Chef Joe, you know, not only um, plays to that base, like, like, you know what I'm saying, like, one of our, you know, people that believe like us and are, you know, anti-immigration, anti, you know what I mean, integration, you know what I mean, all this shit. Right. But it also, like, you know what I'm saying, emboldens people that want to do heinous and wrong things in that. Sure does. I might possibly get pardoned if, you know what I'm saying? Sheriff Joe exactly. got pardoned. He did a whole bunch of wild shit. Exactly. So why don't I try to do some big wild shit and I can get pardoned too. I can get pardoned too. That's that's the other uh that's the other precedent that this is setting is that it's almost like a signal, almost like a test. Like, you know, you know when uh when they show the origin story of like, you know, Superman and he's out in the cornfields and he's like, man, you know, the sun feels great. Then all of a sudden he starts floating a little bit and he's like, whoa, what can I do? And then he starts to fly a little bit more. So then he starts testing out his powers. It's almost like Trump is doing the same thing. Like this is his like floating off the ground. Like, let me test out this float. And then it works and there's nothing that anybody could do about it. And then you have the people who are actually being investigated for the Russia collusion. And now they're like, well, I don't need to talk to the feds. They can convict me all they want. The president's just going to pardon me. So like, that's the precedent. That's the dangerous part is that all of this shit that, you know, the FBI is investigating, the special counsel investigating, Mueller's investigating, all that shit could be just like washed down the toilet because as soon as somebody comes with charges towards like uh, General Flynn 
or, you know, Gorka or, or Kushner or anybody who was in that joint that helped, like, they could be pardoned. And then Trump's going to send the prosecutor to the phantom zone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. But let me ask you this about the, um, about the law part. Why do these people who are all about law and order, and that that is Jeff Sessions, Jeffrey Beauregard Sessions thing, law and order, that's Trump's thing, he's the, the, the president, law and order, he's law and order president. If they all flouted the justice system like the way that they did with this pardon, shouldn't that cause the supporters to like, pause and think for a second that this guy's all about law and order but then as soon as the guy that he likes is caught up in the law and order he gets him out like wouldn't you think that some of these people would would look at that double standard and well, that that's what we thought was gonna happen with Comey when Comey got fired like you know what I'm saying like yeah this is a guy that previously you said that you had no problems with like you used to you know what I mean like you, yeah. they show videos of him like I guess trying to butter up Comey so that he can kind of get some inf- inside information about the Russia shit investigation, whatever. But mm-hmm. he spoke nothing but highly about Comey. Right. And then when it came down that he was getting investigated, it was like, oh, you know what I'm saying? This guy's, you know what I mean? He's not going to make it. And then he just started right. going on him. So, right. and when people didn't question that, I think, you know, got to the point where, you know, uh, Mueller's like that, like, Muller can't be touched. Like if Muller gets fired, then the jig is up. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like you know, you might you 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 might got Comey with some the the shit about Hillary and all the other shit. Um, but if he does it twice, it's just like it's a rat. So I think this this specific case, when it's not indicting him or mm-hmm. necessarily one of his, you know, in his cabinet, he can he can get away with it. Um, right. but. If he continues to um, pardon uh, police officials or, and or anybody that you know, what I mean, has outrightly you know discriminated against people of color, it's gonna be a problem. Like you know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. like like there's already been anti-protests and and marches since you know, what I mean, big uh, time. So like it's it's. They don't need that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think I, I strongly believe that whoever's telepromptering would like, you know what I'm saying? Would not let that shit go down. Like, you know can't, can't do this today. Not today, bro. So you think, do you think that the Republicans would actually do something if he did move the fire Mueller? Or oh, yeah. if he, or not even, okay, let's leave out Mueller. If, if Mueller comes to Congress and presents to them that under like under a hundred percent knowledge and fact based case that Kushner and um Flynn worked together and actually did collude with Russia. We can show you. Here's the facts, here's everything. It's a hundred percent proven true. There's no doubt about it. And then Trump goes and pardons Kushner and Flynn before they even see the grand jury, before they even go to trial. Do you think the Republicans do something? I do. I think, uh, and another thing that uh, we haven't talked about really um, is 
the president's dissonance with um which is boy. Um who's uh the speaker? Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. And um Oh, his beef with Mitch McConnell? How they're not talking like like some high school girls. Right, and then like sub, you know what I'm saying, tweeting each other and shit like Right. I think that um Mitch really tried to do something that they ran on because they ran on it. Not because the president said it, he made it like they realized that this could have been a time for the Republican Party when they had the health care reform, mm-hmm. uh, the mm-hmm. vote on that out. And this is something that like, they had been talking about for seven years and were still unable to do so because they were just talking about it, not really putting plans in motion. Right. Uh, regardless of the fact, um, when that was unable to get done, the president came at Mitch all types of crazy ways. Sure did. And he tried to, you know, maintain, you know, professionalism and he just kept coming at him. So I think at this point, like, you know, they're going to do what's right for the country mm-hmm. and their jobs as, as Republicans. But if he is caught assed out, I think they're going to turn on him. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. I, don't, I don't think there's any allegiance there. I think they know that he's so fickle. Like, you know what I'm saying? To be calling out Republicans that didn't vote for uh, right. you know, the health care bill and this and the third. Like, he called out McCain. He called out McCain and Jeff Flake. That's what I'm saying. And he, he, and he, went, on a, he went on a couple others uh, not, too, you know, not too far ago. Right. Um, but it's like, they know that if anyone can get it, like, no one's safe. You know what I mean? And they know that because he's so petty that he would just do some shit like... Nah, you won't. You won't work again. You know what I'm saying? But but here's the thing, though. If if they if they serve up a nice big fat tax cut plan that they that they know they can pass sixty one to forty nine, they're going to get right back in these good graces, and then they'll get their rubber stamp right back. I mean, you're right, but with like. Y- we're both adults. Like, did you imagine working for a boss that, you know what I mean, will see or praise you and give you all that you wanted? Mm-hmm. On a whim, you could be fired. You know what I'm saying? On a whim, yeah. you could be verbally chastised in front of everybody, like, publicly de- uh, demeaned. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, that's not what our country wants or needs. You know what I'm saying? And I th- think that Republicans would see that, like, you know what I mean? Like, more so than getting shit passed, because they're going to get shit passed regardless. Like, if, Trump uh, is um, impeached, you know, and they still got, you know what I'm saying, a Republican vice pre- uh, president that's going to come up and push f- through their agenda anyway. Mm-hmm. So, nah, I think they're just like, they're, they're biding their time. They're waiting for him, like, for him to put the big shoe in his mouth, mm-hmm. big foot in his mouth, and then be like, all right, now nah, we got his ass. Mm-hmm. Let's hope so. Let's hope so, because, bro... So I was listening to uh, old episodes of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the wonderful NPR game show. And, you know, every week they make jokes about Trump. But I was listening to an old one from June and they were talking about some shit he did back then. And I was like, yo, I forgot about that. Like, he does so much shit every week. That I forget about the terrible shit that he did just two months ago. 
Like this shit is tiring. How can they, how can they continue like this? How can, like, yo, like Bean said, I can't go on this way. Mm. Did you see the joint um, where uh, he tweeted, you know what I'm saying? My prayers for Houston, Texas and all those going through the flood. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone tweeted him back and was like, you remember when you repealed Obama's executive bill, which would have, which would apply federal flood relief? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, he he also uh, tweeted out that he was going to visit Missouri, which he won big, and he also uh, retweeted uh, a book that um, one of his one of his people came out with. And said that this is a great book to read. Meanwhile, Houston is underwater. And he like he he's barely tweeting about the people. Anytime he tweets about Houston, it's about the uh it's about how the uh emergency people are doing a great job and he's going to have a meeting in a boardroom to discuss the plans and we have the plans, they're gonna be great. And nothing is like, people of Houston, please be safe or anything like that. He told them good luck, bro. Right. That dude is so terrible. President Trump does not care about broke people. (laughs) That's so... And, man, I hate to get on another tangent, but that's another thing that... And it's it's funny that it's other white people are trying to get this through to Trump voters' heads is that if you are poor, it doesn't matter if you're white or black. Like, my man will not come down and spit into the floodwaters in front of your house if you're poor. Like, he wants absolutely nothing to do with you. And you continue to support him because in your mind, he is the image of a rich businessman who's made it to be president and that's what you want for your family so you're not going to tarnish that yeah, image trump, what's up i said trump only respects two types of people and one is the uh strong decisive you know militarized you know what i mean man mm-hmm. generals the, al- the alpha male colonels you know what i'm saying yeah those dudes or two, ridiculously successful and rich, wealthy people. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. And that's all, and that's it. Uh, if you're not that, and they have to be white. You know what I'm saying? Right. And they have to be men. You know what I'm saying? White men. Yeah, right. Speaking of uh, rich people and uh, white people, the mayweather uh, Conor McGregor fight happened. This past uh, Saturday. And uh, Boom Dynamite. Did you watch? I did. Did you watch? I did. Now. Follow up question. Did you pay? (laughs) That was going to be my follow up question. Uh, There was a. I'm going to answer your question in a second. But first I got to tell you that. There was an article. That shows. That over 3 million people illegally watched the Mayweather McGregor fight. You know who was one of those three million? Your boy mm. Cannon. Mm. 
So you can go ahead and say uh, <laughs> two of them three million people. <laughs> Bone P Dynamite, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the piece for PPV, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh man, shout out, shout out to our boy too that provided the uh, the links from the from a Ruski website, straight from the Kremlin. Uh, they definitely made their way into the United States internet because I was streaming it from a Russian website. They're going to hack the election through my laptop. And I apologize to all because I was not going to pay $100 for that nonsense. Man. But anyway, how about the actual fight, though? What do you think about it? I felt, um, I got, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I got caught up. Got you caught up. Saying? I got caught up for a little while. And I was like, oh, like, you know what I mean? And then at the end, I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. They got me. <laughs> so do you think it was fixed? I absolutely, completely, 100%. What? Um. So, all right, I'm going to go in. Yeah, so, go in. Go in, kid. Um, <laughs> initially, you go in and you're watching the joint. And Connor... Uh, has a really fucking awkward stance. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But he's getting his jab out there quick. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you can see Mayweather uh, appear to be perplexed by his awkward stance. And he gets hit with one or two uppercuts. But it's mostly jazz for the first you know, three rounds. And Connor is probably up on points. I mean, it might be 3-1. Yeah. Be. It, was, it, was, it was like that. Yeah. Some people actually did some, you know, some Twitter scores. They actually did score like the first two rounds, first three for Connor. Yeah. Um. So you got that, and after about the fourth round, um, Floyd Mayweather uh, began to um, come forward and stay close to him, really disrupting him, culminating in about the eighth round where uh he just started coming forward and throwing combinations left right not even not even no 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 spicy joints you know what i'm right. saying not even like a kidney shot then a left hook then a straight like it was just like jab straight jab straight 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 <laughs> jab like practice bro you know what i'm saying it was like literally like the most basic uh <laughs> joints um uh, in the 10th round uh, is where um Connor goes a spell for about 25, 30 seconds without throwing a punch. Mm-hmm. All wheels getting, you know what I'm saying, hit with those straight rights and lefts, you know what I mean, repetitively. Um, such that the referee stopped the fight for Connor's own protection. Right. So my my, my, my figuring is this. And, oh, I'm sorry. And in the ninth round, uh, Connor lost all of his energy. Yeah. Oh, he was. He looked like he just climbed Mount Kilimanjaro upside down. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no rope. Just you know what I mean. <laughs> so my my thought my thought is like seeing the way that Floyd finished him at the end. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it wasn't it wasn't no. 
jab, you know what I'm saying, body shot, right hook, you know what I'm saying, cross, back to the it wasn't it wasn't like those killer combos. Right. It was literally one, two, one, one, two, one, <laughs> two. Why did it take him to the eighth round to do that? Mm. Moreover, if if Connor is tired, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like he was blocking. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, why can't you just keep your hands up? Like, why couldn't why why couldn't he just knock him out then? I mean, like I'm saying, why, no, why couldn't Con- Connor just keep his hands up? Oh, like, okay. That, that, like, I don't understand why you're, you're like like I said, he lost all of his energy. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like he like he couldn't hold his arms up to the point where he was just getting tagged. You know what I'm saying? By straight rights and left. Right. I feel like they made it such that the first three or four rounds that you were like, all right, this isn't bullshit. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, I got caught up. I felt like, oh, maybe Connor's going to, you know what I mean? Maybe it's a closer fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause Connor was getting him with the jab. Like he was hitting, he was hitting him. Right. Yeah, he was. And, and Floyd looked real awkward. He wasn't throwing punches. And, then I was like, how did he knock him out this easy with this Nintendo round? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how was he hitting him with this basic, basic? And it's like, that's fucking weight room number one, left, right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and keep your hands up. Left, right, keep your hands up. Left, right, keep your hands up. That's really all it was. <laughs> so based on that is why you would say you feel the fight was fixed. Yeah, I feel like, like I said, they did... They gave you a couple rounds to make it seem like it's not fixed. Like they, like it's it's legitimate that this fight will go ten rounds because kind of kind of holding his own. Right. I mean, is then isn't that the classic mob move? Like make it look good. Right, and that's that's my point. Like if it was just like he came out and he was getting tagged off simple joints in the first round, you'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. there's some shit. Right. You know what I mean, like, right. but I mean. Doesn't it stand the reason that the reason that Connor came out firing like he did, and this is what I, I this is what I was saying to other people when we would talk about the fight before it happened. My thing was if Connor like legitimately wanted to win this fight, he was going to have to come out with fire, and he was going to have to knock Floyd off his ass immediately. That's the only way he could win. Because if it goes past four, five, he's not winning. So wouldn't it stand a reason that Connor felt that he had to do that? And that's why he threw out so much energy, so many punches in the first three, four rounds and was so gassed later is because I mean, he tried, he really did try to knock him out. It wasn't like, like I, I would say maybe in the first round, maybe two, like he was throwing really like shots, mm-hmm. uppercuts and hooks. And then literally, like, in the third and fourth round, you know what I'm saying? He was, like, he was really trying to outbox him. I feel like he felt like he hit him a number of times. He's like, oh, I can get to him. And it was just like, you know what? I'm going to outbox the greatest boxer of all time because I can hit him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never thought it was a... And he just, like I said, he was he was hitting him with, like, double jabs. He was hitting him just, you know what I mean? Every time Floyd tried to engage, he was getting popped, popping his head back. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so... I think that shit took over. I don't think he was like the first four rounds. He was just like going for the kill, pushing him against the ropes and just wailing on him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
I don't think that like, he into it like that. You know what I'm saying? But you got to admit, like Cannon, like you know what I'm saying? That ninth round, he fell off a cliff. Like you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like it wasn't like at the end of the eighth round he was dead. Like you know what I'm saying? It was like oh, like end of the round, and they brought it up in the fight. They were like, you know, he's never went past 27 minutes. Mm-hmm. The fight of whoop you whoop. And then literally as the bell rang, he was like, oh yeah, I'm done. Like I'm done, done. <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't fall off a cliff, yo. He fell out of a damn airplane with no Bruh. parachute. It was bad, son. Bro, I've never seen that happen. Like. <laughs> and like, you knew you signed this fight back in May. You knew this was coming. Right. You knew that you had to get your endurance up and you had to get your wind up. Like, the two top things a boxer needs is his lungs and the endurance in your muscles to keep your keep your guard up for 10 to 12 rounds. Like that's basic. And then you throw one two. One two. My yeah. man, my man was barely man. If you if you know you're fighting Floyd, you know you're going the distance. Like yeah. he said last time Floyd knocked somebody that was like 2007, bro. Like <laughs> that's like you know you and then and then on top of that, like Bro, you get them three minutes, you get them little breaks between every three minutes, like, which is more than what you get in MMA. Right. I just don't understand how your your level of activity and your motherfucking effort drops so dramatically. <laughs> oh, man. I, it's just, to me, yo, and, and, and on top of all that, it started late, which I didn't know this because I was watching the illegal stream. But my coworker who watched it legally because he went over somebody else's house, mm-hmm. um, he said that ESPN has said that the they lost like thirty thousand people who were supposed to be watching it, so they had to no, delay. It, it was more than that. Like I, I was actually watching. Uh, I had, I had it on my uh, computer and I was watching ESPN mm. um, on my TV while you know what I mean watching some of the undercard. Okay, um, yeah, tell me about it. And it was saying like um, in major markets, you know what I'm saying. Major uh, television companies, Comcast included, you know what I'm saying, had blacked it out, and it was like those those people had missed all of the undercard fights. You know what I'm saying. Wow. And they will be liable to, you know what I mean? And this is millions of people to partial refunds. You know what I'm wow. saying? They were like, just the fact that they have to give her, you know, refund, even though they can still get the fight. It's like, what if they had somebody that was fighting on the undercard and that's, they paid a hundred dollars to watch, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Old boy from the block, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Box. And they were like, it's going to be a ter- a huge issue for, you know what I mean? These companies. But it was like the Chicago region. It was like, it was like literally they had a map up and they had places where it was just out. Wow, and this and this was uh, this was after the the second undercard fight. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And so, literally, what was next was you know the Mayweather McGregor fight, and it was just like we're gonna have to take a break here. Um, you know, they were just running like you know what I'm saying additional interviews and shit from people just to fill up time and shit because mm-hmm. it was like it was it was it was a shit ton of people, bro. It wasn't it wasn't like thirty thousand. It was like it was more than that. Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't remember the the official number, but I, I remember it was a big number, and so I because I was wondering like, what the hell is taking this damn shit so long? 
And I had no idea that it got blacked out elsewhere. So that's wild. And then, you know, the fact that the fight itself, to be honest, wasn't all that good. It's like I waited up for this. Right. So I can only imagine how people who actually paid for it felt. Um, I would be demanding a re- I shit, I almost demanded a refund and I didn't pay for it. So I mean, but and that and that goes to the thing, like what did you really expect to happen? Like I like I was talking to coworkers about this and they were like, you know, Floyd's a boxer, he's gonna knock his ass out. And I was like, Floyd don't knock nobody Floyd don't out. Knock nobody out. And this dude's bigger than him. Like it's not that's not gonna happen. I think like Floyd's just gonna box his ass. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that's all that's gonna happen. It's gonna be like a spectacle. Man. man, and that's all it was. But they, but they they try to sucker you in like literally the first half of the fight. They were like, you know, we're gonna make this worthwhile, right? You know what I'm saying? As soon as you started believing in that, they were it got to the point where just like this thing that looks so bad. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, like at the, the end of the fight. And again, I I, I want to reiterate by saying the fact that Floyd don't knock nobody out. So it's not like you know, son was like super wobbly or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Beat into a, a stupor where he was just, you know what I'm saying? He, he, he went like three, you know, 30 seconds, 35 seconds without throwing a punch. And Floyd <laughs> was just hitting him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like left, right, left, right. Walk over, left, right. Stop hugging me, left, right. You know what I'm saying? It was just like the same joint back to back to back, bro. Back to back. And not only that, but... The fact that Floyd was smiling at people while he's while he's tagging them, smiling at people in the corner, just like it was almost like to the point where he was playing with them. Like he knew he had this in the bag. He knew this was some bullshit. And so he kind of rope a doped until Connor was definitely winded. And that's when he went to work. Like, yeah, this is just some straight up like sparring, like. I'm getting paid a hundred million dollars to spar. That was robbery, though. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what boxer wouldn't have beat McGregor. Right. If 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 seeing how he was able to throw that left right, it wasn't like it was fucking like super Mayweather speed from you know 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was just left right, walk forward, hands up, left right, hands up, left right, right. Bro, all night long. Bro. I'm pretty sure Oscar De La Julia could have beat Connor that night. Man. With his dress on. Coked up. Mm. Mm. But uh I, I we've spent more time talking about this dumbass fight than they actually did fight for him. So yeah.